Thanks for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Mark Bohr. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. relationship to the Spirit of God uh, working and moving in and through your life. It's interesting that if you were to read the the twelfth uh, chapter and the thirteenth and the fourteenth chapter of first Corinthians uh, and where you read a lot about the move of the Spirit the gifts, ministrations, operations uh, of the Spirit of God, how the Holy Spirit works in and through the body of Christ, you will find uh, that what we refer to as, as spiritual gifts, there are nine of them. And then, of course, there are some ministry gifts and other things listed there in chapter 12 as well. But there's nine that are grouped together. And of those nine gifts... We have very little uh, explanation or instruction regarding six of them. Not that you can't find examples of them in the, in the Bible, you can. They're all through the scriptures. Uh, but for three of them, there's a lot of instructions given right there, especially in the 14th chapter. Uh, and so, you know, it makes, might make you wonder why why that is those three of course that are that we have instructions are are gifts tongues interpretation of tongues and prophecy and you'll find language of course in there in the 14th chapter that says that everybody can prophesy it says if you speak in tongues and we know everybody can do that doesn't you know there may be some that don't yet but it's available to you you can and then if you do that you could pray to interpret and it kind of gives you a little bit of insight as to why there's so much explanation about those gifts but not the other gifts and that's because everybody can everybody can operate in those food for thought someone said well I can't speak in tongues and interpret are you sure huh I have discovered through practice and through having a prayer life and through having, uh, you know, times with the Lord, uh, there's a whole lot available to me that I didn't always know was. And there were times that I didn't do certain things, but then by pr- pursuing and just stepping out by faith, you realize that the Lord will accommodate you. Yeah. Now, obviously, in a service, everything should be done decently and in order. And, uh, and so we, even in a believer's meeting, <laughs> we can have order, right? And we do. Yeah, I mean, we get, we get wild sometimes in here. I mean, about two or three times I was this close to going for a run. I was, but I was that close, I wasn't over the edge. So <laughs> but I mean, you can even do that in order as long as you all run the same direction. <laughs> if you don't do that, that's chaos. <laughs> That's confusion. Uh, but you know, when it comes to these vocal gifts of the Spirit, uh, individuals can function in these gifts that don't think they can. Yeah. 
I don't know to what degree, obviously in a service like this, you can't, not going to use everybody in one service. That's not possible. But in your own prayer time and sometimes in a service like this, or in, a, in, in your small group, times of prayer, why don't you step out by faith? Say, I'm going to pray for a while in the Spirit, and then, Lord, give me the interpretation. Say, what if I miss it? You're the only one in the room. It's okay. And the Lord knows you're trying. <laughs> you're developing. You develop and you learn. And you grow. And in small groups, you know, learn, grow. But sometimes, uh, I, I can only explain how, I, you know, I can, I can give you my perceptions. And sometimes maybe I hesitate to do so because I don't want everyone to think it has to feel just like that or look just like that because there are diversities of operations. And the Lord moves differently through different people. End result is people are edified. But as I go, some, sometimes just worshiping the Lord, you see, you've had this. Uh, uh, but sometimes I get that way in, in services like this where I'll, I'm right on the edge of... Uh, it just is way easier to speak in an unknown tongue than it is a known tongue. Why? You're just not in the natural realm so much, and you're kind of more over in the spirit. And and you know what you're saying when you when you say it. But generally, when you when you you know when you do that, when you speak in tongues, you don't know what you're saying. As the scripture says, your mind is unfruitful. Your spirit is praying by the Holy Spirit, but your mind is unfruitful. Sometimes you get over in the spirit, and it's like, well, I know what that meant, and I know what that said, and someone else could do it. And you well, I know what that is. And that's why I stuck the mic in her mouth. And Abby here. In her mouth. And, and, and she started doing that. She didn't expect that or know I was going to do that or anything. But I knew I, I knew I could do that. And then I would get an interpretation. I knew I would know. Fun, huh? I don't know about you. I like to hear. I like to hear from God. I do. Now we're going to judge everything, huh? I'm not talking about being weird and flaky and just kind of accepting everything and new baby bird just with your mouth open, take anything that falls in, and we judge everything by the word. And but you can tell when something's of God. Amen. Even if you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet, uh, you can still know by the witness of the Spirit when something's right. And sometimes these things are totally new to individuals because I don't know, maybe you've been in, maybe you haven't been around church or, or whatever, or, or been around those that don't know about these things. And uh, but you, you you get around it, and you're thinking, man, I don't know about this, but something something here, and there's something God about this. Believers know that people recognize that. Even a non-believer sometimes might might feel uncomfortable, but like we sang. He's good. And, and there's a drawing to, uh, to that. When the Spirit of God is beginning to manifest, He becomes, you know what manifests? He becomes obvious. It's like, I like this. Kind of tweaks me a little bit, but, but I like it at the same time. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God, isn't He? Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for what you're doing here tonight. Thank you for what you're working in us. You're helping us. We give all the praise to you. 
all the glory to your name. Hallelujah. You're instructing and teaching and enabling us to stand. We believe that you're at work in our lives. In our lives today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God is good. Who, uh, who experienced this earlier? I was speaking out this word and declared this like a uh, the parts I remember like a, uh, a heaviness, a weight, and stuff hard. Who experienced in some sort of perception, your already hands are going up, something re was released off of you? Man. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. It's good to shout too, huh? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, <laughs> God is good. I never like to move too too quickly in, in, a, in a time like this because we don't have to. Yeah. Amen. I want, let me just let me share a few verses with you, and uh, we'll see what what comes of that. And uh, let me just share a few verses I had on my heart. See what, what else the Lord says here. Don't turn down the, the spiritual ears mode, though. Keep them high. Keep them high. Amen. We're probably okay for now. Give your fingers a rest. Amen. Uh, if you have a Bible, go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 3. Chapter 3. Worship leaders sure do a good job, don't they? Some of them drop the mic every now and then, but. Thank you, Lord. First Timothy. Maybe I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to uh, lay my hands on someone first. Uh, man, struggling with some kind of a addiction. You don't have to say what it is. I don't care. You've been really struggling with it. You want to stop doing something. You don't have to tell anyone. You know. We can break that off of you. Someone fit that category and you say, I, I would like hands to be laid upon me. Break that from me. Come down here. Then we'll read this scripture. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I break that off you now. Go from her in Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I break that power off of you. I break that stronghold in your life. Go from her in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I break that off of you now. 
I break that stronghold in your life and I break the power of it over your will and over your desire to be free. I break it off of you and command it to go from you now in Jesus' name. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. All by His grace. Thank you, Lord. We just received it. It's a gift. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. No more struggle, no more fight. Oh, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God is good. God is good. Bless you guys. Amen. Oh, you too. In the name, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I break the power of that off you now. I command that stronghold to be removed from your mind and from your life, from your body. Be free. Hey, be free in Jesus' name. Hey, all of that goes, all that goes, all that goes. No more bondage, no more bondage, no more struggle, no more pain in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. It's good to be free. Good, good, good to be free. Anybody find 1 Timothy? Chapter 3 and verse... 15. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. No, that's not the one. That's not the one, is it? It is the one, but I'm in Peter. <laughs> now that's the verse I've been using on Sundays. That's not the one I wanted. Verse <laughs> Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. Uh, well, let's read verse 14, just start at the beginning of a sentence. These things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly, but if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. I want you to think for a moment about these words, the, the pillar and the ground of the truth. What is, what is that? Well, it is uh, the church of the living God, the house of God, which is the church. How many know that's not a building? Uh, the, the church is not a building. It's never been a building. I know we call them sometime, you know, going down to the church. Well, technically, if there aren't any people here that are saved, it's not a church. <laughs> you know, right? Technically, it's just a building. Uh, but you are, and I am, individually and together and corporately, we are the church, the body of Christ. And, and this language, and it uses this language that we are, uh, the church is the pillar and ground of truth. Now think about a pillar. Obviously, that's a stabilizer. That's a support to uh, uh, you know a structure of some kind. Uh, a, the ground of truth. We uh, I like that word ground. You know, it, it makes me think of stable. Makes me think of solid, secure. Uh, there's a lot of things that move, but you know when you get a good strong 
ground. You know, you can't go much lower than the ground. I've heard football players uh, inter- interviewed after a big game. They say, uh, who, hit, who hit the hardest? You know, uh, and they say the ground did. <laughs> and that's because often when they hit the ground, that was the hardest thing that they ever hit. You know, it was, that was stronger than any linebacker, right? Uh, we are, as, as the church, is the pillar and ground of, of, of truth. What many believers lack in life is being grounded. They lack that stability. They lack that, uh, that consistency. And what we need is, is to be grounded in truth, grounded in the Word of God. Uh, when, when a person is grounded in the Word, well, then they're not grounded in other things. And we could say, the, we could say it the other way around. Uh, if a person is uh, looking to, reliant upon making all their decisions based upon externals, then they are not grounded in the Word. When, we, when people are making decisions in their life, constantly making decisions, and they do not consult what thus says the Lord, they are not grounded in the Word. And they need to be. It, it, it's, it, it's essential. Especially, I mean, if you read the, the, the Gospels and you read the, the stories that Jesus would tell, for example, the one about the, the man who built his house, one on the sand and one on the rock, remember? Foolish man built his house on the sand, a wise man built his house on the rock. What was the deal there? Well, there was a storm that came to both. One guy was in trouble. His house could not handle the storm. The other person was like, it's a nice breeze out, you know. Good, my roof been needing some rain to wash it off. Uh, It's no problem. The storm has power to take things down, but if you're grounded, if you're established on something solid and firm and stable, uh, then the storms aren't really that big a deal. Everybody with me? How many know, going back to that illustration, uh, the storm comes to the wise and the foolish? So I'm not implying that, hey, you you get grounded enough, there'll never be a storm in your life. No, there will be, but it's not going to knock you down, and that's what I seek. I mean, if this is a reality of life on planet Earth, I want to know how to live in the middle of it. I want to know how to stand. I, don't have, I want to know how to be on my feet when the thing comes and it's finished. Amen. Hallelujah. And by the way, side note, uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, some of these trails are long, <laughs> and you see it as soon as you step out there. Uh, but as a side note, no one is, is ever I- intended, it's not supposed to be that you live in a constant storm. Okay? If someone would describe and say, man, it's just one battle after another. It's just constantly hit, 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 month after month, year after year, after year after year. It's just constant. Something's wrong. Okay? And that's not God sending that to you. And I'm not saying something's wrong, you're a horrible person, but something's out of whack and needs to get changed. Even the psalmist said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He didn't live in the valley of the shadow of death. All right? And if you feel like, and if you've been in that situation and it's just, you've been camped out there, your home is there, your vacation home is there too. You know, (laughs) everything is there. 
It's time, seriously, it's time to say, Lord, what do I need to do different? How, what needs to change? Because this is not right. Huh? And it's the enemy keeping you in there, but, but you're coming out, but just know that, uh, you know, it's not supposed to be that way. That's the starting point. Amen. So how do I get off on that? The rain, right, comes to both. But it's kind of like, I mean, if you think about a road, you know, if you've ever driven, let's say, uh, between here and uh, Southern California via Vegas, if you've, if you've driven that route, uh, if I'm remembering the road after Las Vegas, you have a lot of, a lot of big uh, things to climb, or a handful of them. And there's some big hills. And it's also 150 degrees out there. <laughs> you know, this time of year-ish. <laughs> it's really hot. Sometimes you see people there, they just couldn't make it. Their engine couldn't handle it. Well, again, if you've got a hill in front of you, is that hill a problem? If you've got, you know, a mountain to climb, is that a problem? It depends what's under the hood. If you're driving a sewing machine, yes, you might want to bring a cell phone. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> you know, you're, you're trying to make it up, and you're giving it it's everything it's got, and you don't know if you're going to make it to the top, and then someone else comes along, just blows right by. Well, they've got the goods, all right? Is it possible that we could conduct ourselves in such a way to where what we've invested under the hood, so to speak, uh, spiritually, is just not going to handle that. Those hills are there. Those mountains are there. But for some, no deal. Why? They've done what it's ne- what's necessary that's going to take them over it. All right? And if everything is always a struggle, it's time to get back up and get grounded in the Word. Huh? Get grounded in truth. See, if a person then is not grounded in the Word, which is, unfortunately, it seems to me is a lot of people, maybe most people, what they often do is they're grounded more in feelings. They make decisions, and this, is, this has always been kind of in the human race. I don't know if I'm seeing this but, right, but it sure seems like it's ramped up now. In the last few, more and more people are making decisions in their life based on how they feel. You know, you've heard the old phrase, if it feels good, do it. That's not a verse. <laughs> that is not a Bible verse. <laughs> but how many people do make decisions on that? Well, how can this be wrong if it makes me feel so good? And God wants me to feel good, doesn't he? And that's a crazy, stupid justification of, of walking in the flesh. When you're grounded in the Word, you run everything through that filter. And you say, oh, yeah, I sure would like to do this. I feel like doing this. I want to, you know, I, I'm tempted, whatever you want to call it, to do this. But I see in the Word, that's not the character of God. That's not how He wants me to be. That's not how He is. That's not how He wants me to live. And so we run it through that and we alter. See, that's a, that's a, a grounding that we need. Amen. But uh, here's the deal. That kind of life doesn't come accidentally. 
It does not fall upon you. We can do a lot tonight through worship, through the laying on of hands. There can be a tangible presence and things can get broken off of people and lots of good things can happen. That does not replace getting the word in here and knowing what thus says the Lord about relationships and about healing and about my needs met and about my emotional health <laughs> huh? and about how I'm to treat other people. That does not replace any of those things. Is it a value? Absolutely. But you do not get to this place, house built on the rock, engine, you know, that makes it over the mountain. You do not get there by accident. It is intentional, uh, daily, weekly, monthly. I mean, uh, practice. It's I do the things. I do the... I live my life in such a way where I'm doing the things that if I do them at the end, I will be this way. And if I don't do them, I will not be that way. Amen. So, it's, you know, it's interesting to me the way our culture kind of has gone. Even, and I say the culture, the, uh, the Christian culture in our country. I can't necessarily speak for all over the world. Uh, people go to church less these days, even, even Christians. Many, many go less frequently. Okay, fine. We're not, we're not saved by works. You know, it's not some legalistic thumb over said, if you don't go enough times, you're not going to heaven. But I like to be pragmatic. What's that doing for you? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the question I would ask. And I know, hey, we're here on Wednesday night. Pastor, you're preaching to the choir. Maybe, or maybe I'm saying this by the Spirit and some people need to hear it anyway. Just a thought. Case that you know, in case it's resonating anywhere. <laughs> sure is fun to know things. Because when you know, you can be bold. Yeah, but it's that habit. And so, what does that practical do for you? What does it produce? Might be some sandy land there. Huh? And usually, if someone. Uh, has been neglecting being grounded and established and settled in truth and they've been neglecting that and they feed on wrong things their awareness of that does not match their practice their practice declines they're aware of that their awareness of that decline is not there it greatly lags does that make sense People usually think they know more than they know. They think they're stronger than they are. They think their faith is at a place where it's not until, bam, something comes up that's a challenge. They get hit, and then they realize, should have filled up with gas before I went through the desert. You know, wish I would have. You know what I'm talking about? And... And one of, the, one of the prophecies earlier in the service had to do with uh, being ready, being prepared for what the Lord's doing, what the Lord wants to do in your life. Yeah. And, and so the Lord is talking to us, and, and, and He gives us these heads up. We don't always see everything that's coming, but when He tells you to be ready, put some gas in the tank, man. 
huh? I know there have been times when I'm just going along, and, and listen, I know a lot of this stuff because I've been in it a while, and I'm teaching it on a regular basis, and I get to hear myself teach it, so I'm there. But I find myself at times being stirred up to meditate on simple truths of faith, speaking to the mountain, believing the words that I say will come to pass, Mark eleven twenty three. I'm giving that as an example because that's a real life one. Uh, but times well, I'll be stirred up to, to give attention to something. Why would the Lord stir me up to do that? Well, I just have to trust because he's getting me ready so the hill is not a problem. If I neglect that, if I ignore that stirring, the hill could be a problem. And then someone say, well, I don't know. I don't understand why the Lord's doing this to me. The Lord's not doing anything. He's trying to prepare us and equip us. Amen. But you know, and I'm not throwing stones at anybody. Don't take this the wrong way. But some Christians are not very smart. You know, and I'm sure I've been in that category. I'm hopefully not right now. Uh, but I mean, people in, in places like, you know, they're struggling with their health and they, don't, and they skip healing meetings. Can you say dumb with a capital D? <laughs> underlined in red. People are struggling with their finances and, and, and they have marriage issues and they do not seek out the word of God on it. They just keep struggling. There is a reason why the Lord establishes local churches in the earth. And I know there are places in the world where it's very difficult and they can't have what we have right here, right now. And, uh, but that's not good. I mean... That's a tough situation for people in that, you know, where the churches are underground and places in China and different places in Iran. There's a lot of Christians who have to hide or they'll be killed. And we have a friend that lives in Washington who used to be Iranian and, and, and he got born again and now he preaches to them in Iran, but, uh, but by satellite because if he goes there, he's toast. You know, I'm glad we don't have that. We can do this. But those things are not ideal. But it's amazing how many people in our country, our situations, we have availability of this and teaching and answers to the various things we deal with in life. But too often, believers, I mean, they're going to heaven, but sometimes the practical side of it is just they're, they're missing out on stuff that's available to them. Amen. Just food for thought, but you know... I mean, I can tell you some of the things that we've done. Uh, we, try to, we try to cover and give answers concerning, you know, some of the things as the Lord leads us that people deal with on a regular basis. I've got teaching that'll take you months to listen to it all on healing. And if you struggle with physical problems, suggestion. Go listen to all of them. They're on the website. You can get them. Listen to it every day. Turn off the television. I mean, if you have a serious physical problem, it's food. It's, it's getting grounded in that area. And some people are very strong in some areas, but they're not strong in other areas. Yeah. 
You know, we've done teaching on, on finances, and, you know, I've done a lot of series over the years, and a lot of them over the last, I don't know, probably eight to ten years are all available. You could listen to stuff on faith for finances and, and all that kind of stuff, and for a long time, th that would be far more beneficial than, than, I'm trying to think of what might be on TV these days. What's a, I'm trying to think of a TV show. I can't think of one. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Some things we're dedicated to and we feed on regularly. And I'm not, they're not all bad, not all harmful, but not helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful is what Paul said. You can do it if you want. It doesn't mean it's going to advance your life in any way. Amen. And, and, and what some individuals have figured out is they look at their, their, their life more long term. And they think, what if I do this daily for six months? What if I do this every day for a year? And I, I make this new habit and practice, and some of it is just feeding on solid stuff from God's Word. What would that produce? Where would I be? What would my engine look like going up the mountain a year from now? Are the things that tripped me up over the past year, will I laugh at them in a year? Will I think, man, I remember that when that was a big deal. I remember when that was the biggest drama of my life and that just ran me over and now, wow, I almost can't believe I struggled so much with that. Could that be? Man, there's stories all around here where that is the case. It used to be a problem. It used to be a major issue and it's just not anymore. You're operating in a grace that came to you by being established in the Word of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, I, I actually had a, several verses I could read um, that go along with this, but uh, maybe I'll read one more. Everybody up with that? Going to run out on me in the middle? <laughs> Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. It says, And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death. That's talking about Jesus, obviously. Reconciled, brought back together. To present you holy and blameless, and above reproach in his sight, if indeed you continue in the faith. Everybody say continue. I mean, no, there's, it's one thing to start, it's another thing to keep going. A lot of people have a good start, but then they fade and fade out. Continue in the faith, look at that next phrase, grounded and steadfast. If you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you uh, heard which was preached to every creature under heaven of which I Paul became a minister and so we can see that there is the possibility of a person starting in a good place 
but then being moved away from that. And honestly, that's, that would be one of the works of the enemy, how he would endeavor to attack all of our lives, is he would endeavor to move us away from the truth. You get into the kingdom of God by believing a message of truth of Jesus, his love, his sacrifice for us. The enemy wants to move us away from that truth. So we're no longer steady, we're no longer stable, we're being tossed to and fro by every wind and every wave, and we're just up and down. Can you see that? And, and, and so knowing that's a possibility, I should give attention to make sure that's not going on in me. I'm not changing from week to week except maybe changing for the better. Huh? And I realize in practice our lives are more like a stock chart, you know, you know what I mean by that? Generally, you don't see a, the, you know, if you price a stock that went from $10 to $100, it wasn't a straight line. You know, you put it on a chart, what is it? It's like this. Okay. And I realize in practice, often our lives are that way. You ever found yourself that way where, man, you're going for it, you're up, and then, you know, you don't want to tell everyone, but you were down, <laughs> had a down, whatever. The main thing is, where, where, where's the trend? The trend is your friend, right? Where, where are you going? That's a, that's a trader saying, you know. Uh, but, but where are you going? Am I, am I going up? Am I investing into myself long term? Am I going up continually to where at the end of this month, the end of this year, the end of this five years, ten years, uh, I am most certainly going to be more steady, more stable, more grounded, am increasing. I haven't moved away from that hope. I have uh, stayed with it. Amen? In, in, uh, in well, there's a lot of verses. Um, let me give you this one. 1 Peter 5. I was going to give you Acts 2.42 and Ephesians 3.17 and a couple others, but uh, 1 Peter, let's finish with this. 1 Peter chapter 5. In verse 10, it says, But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you, after you have suffered a while, uh, per, per, perfect, establish. Now, by the way, I, I, I don't want to get into that, but I, suffered a while is not meaning the Lord wants you to suffer with a disease or some, some kind of curse. Suffered a while has to do with resisting temptation, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's that denying of the flesh. After you've suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. He's saying, I want you to be settled. That word there, that's the same word, same Greek word translated settled as translated grounded in, in these other verses. He's saying, I want the Lord... <laughs> the God of all grace to establish, perfect, strengthen, and ground you. The church needs to be solid. S uh, I say the church, us. Solid as a rock. Why? We're the pillar and ground of truth. We're the, we're the only ones holding the world together. I mean, that's not a statement of pride or arrogance. It's like a kind of a responsibility You've already figured out that God generally doesn't just step in and fix everyone's problems in the world just because He's good and wants to. 
That's not the way it works. He invests truth in us. And if we will be settled, established, strengthened, if we will prepare ourselves and be ready, then we represent him in the world today. The day the church gets wobbly is the day the world's in greater trouble. Amen? And so as things shake all around us, let's be solid as a rock. Amen? Ask yourself the question, what verse is that? Or some of, you know, some of your funky beliefs. <laughs> Why do I do this? Why do I think this way? Why do I always say that? Why do I believe this about this? What verse is that? Amen? And when we can get those things answered, that helps us to be settled, helps us to be We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.